0: Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. It is here. It is here. It is here. Triple digits in Arizona. You got to love it. Hey, I want to wish all you fathers out there early. Happy, happy, happy Father's Day, which is coming up this June 19th. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. And happy Father's Day to the fathers who may not be able to have their children Uh, Father's Day weekend. I'm going to encourage you to hang in there, keep your head up, and keep it moving, soldier, and stay positive, okay, and hold your peace. I know some of us are going through a lot right now with with whatever your situation may be. You may not have seen your children for a while, or you might be going through the custody battles. Been there and done that, man, but just guard your heart and know that God is good, and man, the day it, the, the the sun is going to shine in the morning. I didn't want to bring us down, but we can't always just say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers who have it going all, all have it all together, whatever that may mean. We've got some awesome dads out there who listen to this show, who we hear from a lot, uh, who are dealing with not seeing their child or children. So I want to wish you a Happy Father's Day and know that your children love you. Okay, and listen, if you are not yet a partner with with, um, If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. I want you to listen to this particular show because I got, I got an a, a, a awesome recording I want you to hear. His name is Edward Robinson. He's the author of the book The Million Dollar Rainmaker. Some of us, and I hear it a lot, we, we're struggling. We feel stuck. Um, it, this what he's going to talk to you about is just basically re- not just reinventing your life, but reinventing your business. OK, so some of us, you're self-employed or some of you, you know, you got management positions at your job, but you like feel stuck. I want you to listen to this. Uh, by the author um, Edward Robinson. It's called The Million Dollar Rainmaker. And then I'll cut back in at the end of the show, but this was heavy on my heart. And a lot of us who are in this position, I want you to listen to this. Jeremy, let's go ahead and roll that, my man.
1: So with that, we're going to kind of roll a little bit. There's an exercise I was going to start us off with, but um, because I do, one of the things that meeting planners will bring me in, I love the after-lunch group. Um, I love opening a conference, and I love closing a conference. Um, and those are more with keynotes. What I want to give you is a lot of information. But let me tell you kind of like the genesis of the whole rainmaking concept as it relates to me. And I'm going to have you talk to each other, so stay in your groups there. But here's the genesis. When you start your organization, would you agree one of the things that we're all looking for is that one client, that one client that can sustain you forever? Uh, How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, you look for that one, if I just get this one contract, it will just perpetuate my business into infinity, et cetera, et cetera, and some other myths. And in reality, when I started in 1990, I finally found that client. By the way, it took me five years. In 1995, I found that one client. I had one client that sustained my business significantly. Pause. Would you agree when you have that client, there's some positives and some negatives? Help me with the positives. What would be some of the positives from that? (laughs) Okay, Guaranteed revenue? Stability? Stability. You get to understand that. Oh, that's one of my favorites. You get to understand their culture. It helps you build relationships. Any other ones? Okay, I'm sorry? It gives you a comfort level. It gives you a comfort level where you are in the business. Any other one? Okay, it creates a reputation for you, creates other contacts. What are some of the disadvantages? You become vulnerable. Okay, you, I'm sorry? Reinventing your brand, yes. Okay, you're captive. You feel captive. Yes. Okay, you're beholden to them. You're almost like an employee. I'm going to tell you something. I had that client. Literally, people in that organization thought I worked for them. I love that. I love that. I love to penetrate an organization so deep that it becomes, I become part of their fabric, of their organization. And it's funny, because when you penetrate an organization, first of all, they invite you to meetings that they don't invite speakers to. They invite you to meetings that they don't invite trainers to. They invited me to one meeting, I'm in the middle of the meeting, and they're showing my, the partner is showing my presentation And he recognizes me in the office. He goes, Ed, you'll remember this slide you used to use. (laughs) We had that conversation later. That's a (laughs) no-no. But you penetrate an organization deeply. But what's the biggest challenge is you become lazy and complacent. Literally, I had a client that I averaged 60 to 65 days a year that I did work with them. And it was wonderful. But here's the lazy part of it. I would start... Literally, by the end of January, 85% of my year was sold. They call, Ed, can you be in Phoenix for a week? Ed, can you be in Sydney, Australia for a week? Can you be in Philadelphia for a week? Ed, can you do whatever? And they call, I go, they write a check. It was wonderful. (laughs) (sighs) Excuse me, I need a moment. This client, by the way, was Arthur Anderson. Don't get ahead of me. Don't y'all get ahead of me. Most people remember the quiet, most people remember 9-11. I remember the quiet storm of October 2001. That time where three things came, SEC, Enron, and Anderson came to a head and started a serious storm in my industry. However, when I saw that happen, what came to mind was an opportunity, just like I see the storm right now, an opportunity for us to help a client that's going to be in need. So instead of panicking, we started working more and designing things that was going to help them through this crisis. So at the beginning of 2002, we had 86 days on the calendar to help Anderson become better and deal with some of the challenges. And it was going. We were, we were knocking it out. We were working with different organizations. We were rocking and rolling. And then I got that call. By the way, let me go back. In 1998, I got a call from Anderson where I had been doing work with them. They said, Ed, you've got great evaluations. Things are working great. We have one challenge. Some of, your, some of your competitions, some of your vendors, your competitors are doing some similar things that you're doing, but they're charging much more. Ed, would you mind raising your fee? <laughs> I have been waiting for that phone call since. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't gotten that phone call from anybody since. However, <laughs> I said, what's a good number? They gave me a good number, almost doubled what I was charging and we started going. What happened, though, is in 98 was the last time that we literally had a contract. In so after 98, they'd call and say, Ed, can you do this? Can you do that? Now, let me step back also and talk to you about something Chris said. How do you go through about taking care of business and what does meeting planners expect out of you? One of the things that they have come to expect out of me is staying for the entire conference. I would never go to a conference, especially if I'm speaking second- third in the afternoon, without knowing what the people in front of me said. Because I need to take that and and add it to my presentations. I'll stay late. It puts me on the... I'm on the road 200, 220 days a year. But I... At the same time, I have some balance because I usually work nine to ten months a year. But when I'm there, I'm there. And they have to be all in. Whether I'm doing a keynote, whether I'm doing a breakout session, I want to be all in so I know. So they've come to notice that. So anyway, I... That's one of the things, part of my brand of what I bring to the table. So let's go back to this. So Anderson calls me April 2002. You guys have already figured it out. They said, Ed, we're closing our doors. We did look at the contract that you did. The last contract that we worked with you in 1998, and it says anything that we cancel you have, and within 30 days, we have to pay you 100% of it. Fortunately, in the month of, in the month of May, I had 21 engagements on the calendar for them. And they paid, wrote a check for those 21s. And then they said, the rest of the year and life, you're on your own. I had to re-engineer me. Would you agree? I had to re-engineer. I had to rebrand. I had to retake what I've done and formulate it so I can stay in business. I had to re-engineer myself. And by the way, that was the genesis of the rainmaker. Rainmaking strategies, for it was this five-step process that you have in your hand Handout that really created new revenue for me. And every time that you have it, so let's go to the very first one. There's five steps in this thing. We're going to try to cover, in this 70 minutes or so that I have left, we're going to try to cover as many of these, at least three of the critical steps, and I will talk about two of the other ones, if that's all right with y'all. The first one is you have to have goals. What is your goal? What is your goal to grow your business? What is your, what's the ideal number of, what's the ideal number of um, speeches do you want to do a year? How often do you want to be on the road? So what I want you to do right now is just write down, how many speeches do you want to do? What is your goal as being part of the speaking profession? What is your goal? And with that, I'm going, and I'm going to have you share it with the people in that, that you have here in your group. So go ahead and write down what your goal is. I'm going to give you a second to do that. Dove's here, by the way, to make me look good. That's what my grandkids are for? We'll we'll get to that, too. We'll get to that, too. Hey, you guys remember the power clap? I have to do this. I have to do this. My good friend, Dove Friedman, the conference photographer, is engaged and is getting married in 30 days. I love it. Let's give him a power clap. One, two, three. All right, my man. Okay, now, leaders. I want the leaders to start it off. Share with the people in your group, what is your goal for this business? Strictly, what is your goal? We're only going to take about 45 seconds to do that. Share it. Pass it on. Go for it. Hey, how are you doing? You're doing all right, Fred? Good, good. Glad you're here. You need to, you need to join this group right down the middle there. There you go. All right, power clap time. On three, one, two, three. That was horrible. <laughs> On three, one, two, three. Beautiful. What were some of the goals? Just share with me. Leaders, you talk to me. What were some of the goals? 100 a year. 100 a year. 100 engagements a year. What else? 50, 30, 60, 40. Did anybody have a goal as far as how much money they want to make in a year? Okay. What was yours? Six figures. Six figures inside of 12 months. Yes. 250000 two hundred fifty over the next five or seven years. Awesome. All of those goals are great. But here's, first of all, keep in mind, I'm a recovering CPA. And, And it is through being a CPA that one of the things that I'm going to share with you and that I live by is having processes and formulas. So I'm going to give you a bunch of processes and formulas as well as a little bit of Ed's philosophy On how I do things. First one is goal. Two things. First of all, the whole purpose of this entire system for me was to generate two pieces of business every week. That because I wanted to get back to doing, and I we had averaged at least ninety to ninety-five engagements a year. I wanted to get back to. I wanted two pieces of business every week. The reason why, by the way, when I first did this, I didn't put it in a format like this. I didn't make it a system. I didn't write the book. But after the first year, we did 97 pieces of business as a result of this system. So one of the things I want to share with you is the system works. Second is recognize that you have to have a goal and what those goals are. But also recognize this. You have to know the numbers behind your goals. What does it take to accomplish that? For instance, if I want $100,000 a year, I know I need to do $8,333 every month. That's $2,100 a week. If I'm doing that constantly every week, I'm going to have my six figures at the end of the year. Are you with me? Now let me give this one to you. When I first started my accounting practice, I recognized it was important to have numbers. So under step one where it says set goals, and I may be a little ahead of my presentation, but work with me here, I had a sample financial statement. Let's call this a sample of what the work that you do. It could be your one page. It can be anything. But when I started my accounting practice, this is what I wanted to share with you. I gave out 25 handouts every day. I would go to 25 businesses when I first started my accounting practice. I say, this is a sample of the financial statement we provide to our clients on a monthly basis. What i like to do is uh, leave this with you. If I can grab one of your cards, we'll call you in two or three days and set up an appointment and find out if there's a marriage of what you need in terms of your accounting practices and what we deliver. Would you mind giving me a card? So they gave me a card, and I did that 25 times a day, five days a week, that's 125 a week. That's 500 a month. 500 a month gave us 15 appointments, 15 appointments gave us 3.7 new pieces of business every month. Do you know what your numbers are? How often do you have to touch people so that you know your new piece of business? My magic number is 25. Today, I still touch and and, and send out and touch potential clients or existing clients 25 times a week.
0: You're listening to the Father Matter Show with Vance Sims. And today we're listening to the Million Dollar Rainmaker. That's the author. Well, that's the book authored by Edward Robinson. And he's just telling you, he's helping us how to reinvent, not just yourself, but how to reinvent your business. We're going to get right back into it. But um, I want you to mark your calendars for July 6th for our Job and Training Institute. July 6th is our Job and Training Institute. For more information about that, log on to FatherMatters.org. And if you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at FatherMatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide. We're going to get back to Edward Robinson, who is the author of The Million Dollar Rainmaker.
1: To get my numbers. My numbers are different than two a week now, but we're going to stay with the process. So far, so good? Okay, so... How do I? Oh, that's why we're here. Who's trying to get ahead of me? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? You said that? Oh, now, uh, was it her? The million dollar rainmaker. Come and get it then, darling. Come and get it. Okay, come and get it. Come and get it. Come and get it. It's yours. Come and get it. I'm tethered. I'm tethered. I can't come that far. <laughs> I've got a wire. I can't come that far. There you go. This is, by the way, is the book that I wrote. Thank you. It's The Million Dollar Rainmaker, and it's a parable on this. I'm not selling the book. I just wanted to share it with you. It's a story about developing business, and I'll share with you more about that. But what's critical is you have to know what your numbers are. So let's go with the next thing here. While we're staying with, with numbers, I have a, a slide over here I was basically talking about rainmaking. What is rainmaking? You know, rainmaking comes from the native... American term of a medicine man making it rain in an organization. I love that. Most people know it as the professional in the organization that brings in business. I like what the young lady over here in the corner said. Rainmakers are people who make things happen. My middle definition. Professionals who make things happen. Person who's in charge of making connections. Person who's in charge of bringing people together through networking or whatever that opportunity is. I want each of you to become a rainmaker. So as I go through this process, I have to share with you something that I I talk about under the first goal setting, because you have to know why you're in this business and what does success look like. I speak about 100 times a year. I'm going to share this particular quote 95% of the time. This quote says, Individuals carry their success and their failure with them. It doesn't depend on outside conditions. By Ralph Waldo Trying. Right down next to that, either Emerson's brother or a dead white guy. <laughs> New material. I love it. Individuals carry their success and their, fa- their failure with them. It doesn't depend on outside conditions. What's important here is your perception of that. I've got over 100 people in here, 80, 100. Would you agree we can have 80 or 100 different definitions of, say, success up there? Absolutely. I love sharing this quote. I look around, I look at the audience, different people, are, some people are nodding their heads, some people are saying, he's on drugs. <laughs> some people say it depends. How would you define success? How would you define success in this industry? This is where y'all talk to me. Happiness, <laughs> Happiness. yes. Oh, taking a challenge, I love this stuff. Taking a challenge and turning it into an opportunity. Yes, sir. Being able to do what you love and get paid for it. Yes. Being recognized as an expert and for that oh, I love that. I, what was it? Mark Sanborn. One of his themes as a president of NSA was expertise and eloquence. Mm-hmm. E to the, power of, to, the power of to the power of eloquence. I, I love that. Yes. Balance. Having some balance. Yes. The of lives you okay. The number of lives you impact. Success. Having people, your ideas. Having people implement your ideas. One of the things Chris said is, why do you do what you do? It becomes important to know why you do what you do. But would you agree there's also some financial implications? Early on, I had a mentor. His name was Walter Haley. You have to understand Walter. Walter grew up very impoverished. When I met Walter, he was 86. One of the first jobs that he had was selling flour, like Pillsbury flour, door-to-door. Then he started selling insurance door-to-door. Sold so much insurance that he bought the insurance company that he worked for. Turned around and sold it for $78 million. He says, that was when it went, that was a lot of money. He, well, he killed me. <laughs> Walter would always say this, money will not make you happy. How many of you know people with a lot of money and are absolutely miserable, just not happy? While he would always say that, I always loved his second line. He says, Ed, money will not make you happy, but it can help you enjoy your misery in some nice places. <laughs> so it's not like it's a bad thing either. My point here is, recognize to what degree to what degree you want to have success, and what does that mean to you? And also recognize it's different for each and every one of you. Success is different for each and every one of us. You know, but you're, oh, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm trying to go fast to cover a lot of material, but I'm gonna pause for a second to share something that I usually do with 90% of my audiences. I'm gonna ask you from zero to 100, as we look at this particular quote, my favorite quote, by the way, comes from a Earl Nightingale as it relates to success. The progressive realization of a worthy ideal. The progressive realization of a worthy ideal. But would you agree, you are the person who has to determine what's worthy in your life. I remember 20 years ago when I was doing some work with the chamber, I I met this one young lady, asked her what she did. She said she was a chief financial officer for a small but ongoing concern. Excuse me, ma'am, what is it that you do? Housewife, mother of five. Was she successful? Absolutely. The progressive realization of a worthy ideal. It's up to you to determine. So let's go back to the quote. On a scale of 0 to 100, to what degree do you find this quote to be applicable to you and your life? On a scale of 0 to 100, I want you to give write down a percentage. I don't want to hear it. Write down your percentage. 0 to 100. Some of you are write down 100. Yeah, I buy into this. Some of you are right down 0. He's, don't let him walk close to a pharmacy. There's drugs in there. What would be... What would be your definition of success? What's your percentage? Everybody have a percentage? Quickly share your percentage with the people. Now, I'll tell you what I usually do. I have you share your percentage and share a little bit of your philosophy with the people in your group on why you had it. For instance, if you had 85, I don't want you to say, I'm I'm 85, I'm 60, I'm 70, I'm 100, I'm 20. I want you to say why. If it's 85, what happens the other 15% of the time? So we are going to take three minutes. The risk here is I have a room of speakers. You only get 30 seconds each to share not only your percentage, but why. So starting with the fearless leader, let's do that. What's your percentage and why? Quickly, go for it. Are we ready? Well, ready or not, here we come. Power clap. One, two, three. Beautiful, beautiful. Let me just have an idea question. Do a quick inventory. How many of you are at 100%? Do I have any 100%? Wow. That's wow. I mean, that's well over 50%. Thank you. Thanks, Beth. Appreciate it. Did I have... How many of you were 70 or higher? 100%ers, you'd raise your hand again. You guys are numerically challenged. That's okay. Good, good, good. The majority. You know what? I shared, asked that question because... Some people, when I, I'll I'll talk to an audience where I'll have two or three people raise their hand at 100. I'll talk to an audience where I have the average number of people in that audience may be at 20, 40. See, I feel as though that the way that you respond to this lends itself to how much personal responsibility you take for your own personal growth and your own personal success. Are you with me on that? And here's my philosophy. The fact that you showed up, you're above 75. The fact that you showed up here. To learn more about your business, you've taken a giant step to grow you. Individuals carry their success and their failure with them. It doesn't depend on outside conditions. But would you, by the way, would you agree there's always outside conditions? Yeah. I mean, there's three outside conditions that affects everything that I do in life. I am the proud father of three absolutely incredible boys. Monster
0: one, monster two. That's Edward Robinson, author of the book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. This is part one. We're bringing it back next week. But if you can't wait to hear more of Edward's information, pick up his book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. I'm going to thank you for tuning into the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Remember, July 6th. Father Matters is hosting our job and training institute. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.